but like for faculty members, what that means is like they might have increased risk of getting contracting COVID, and they, I mean, they have families too, right? They want to stay safe. It feels like we're just bashing this article. We're really not. I, I, I do see. I definitely see a flip side because like the tuition for this school. Is- yeah. So what are we talking about today, Jason? Well, this is kind of a spontaneous episode, but uh, we thought that uh, this was a topic worth discussing, even though it's not a Wednesday today. We're talking about the Andover's Broken thread on talk.collegeconfidential.com, which a lot of people uh, have been talking about recently, and therefore we're capitalizing on the controversy here on the Lightball Podcast. Um, So yeah, Yushu, would you like to give a brief summary? of what uh, the article discusses. Yeah, so this article is basically about uh, a parent's grievances toward the Andover community, especially since he feels that the school was not very honest in its communications in offering, since it offered the faculty and staff a contract which gave them the choice to be on campus or not during the entire school year. And since families weren't told of this before they paid tuition, uh, he thinks it was like a money-making scheme set out by the school, and hence he thinks that the school is broken. Right, right. And um, because the school was not communicating honestly with the parents when they were, uh, were, you know, given a deadline to pay their tuition. So Mm -hmm. I guess um, any, like, initial reactions when you first read the article? I feel like... It seems like an over exaggeration. It's like mm. like when you're writing about like a story about like say uh, Bigfoot, you're over exaggerating <laughs> evidence and you're making the claims sound so outrageous that people would want to read it. And it's mm. and it's clearly super subjective. Like there's not really much objective like you know information in it. And right, also, right. like, I've talked to a lot of students at Andover, and they said they'd known, they've known this for a while now. But this guy makes it sound like, you know, it's like no one, like, knew about it. They were co- completely in the dark. But, like, I feel like one key thing that you need to know is that even though they did m- make note of it and mentioned it to, like, parents, like, they didn't really, like, advertise it, as many people in, like, the mm. replies to the thread are saying. Right. Like, even though it has been known... Like, not many people know it because it wasn't really, like... Stated, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's interesting because um, for me personally, like, I was not aware of the contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I guess, it, uh, like, they weren't really trying to keep it totally a secret, but they definitely did not try to make it known to everyone either. Um, but I think one mm-hmm. of the things I was confused about was... Um, I thought that it was reasonable for the school to have given that contract to the faculty because like similarly for students, right? Because there is a risk factor there of a school of right. like 1,200 students and, you know, it being a pandemic. So the students are given a choice to stay online for the entire term. I think it is reasonable for the faculty to have had the same choice. So I don't think that some people, um, I'm not really sure, but I think some people are, I'm mad about the contract itself that um, I don't quite know because 
I feel like it is a reasonable contract to give, but I definitely do exactly. agree that right. that that the fact that they have given the contract and they didn't um, tell parents that, I guess like warn parents that um, that was the case when they were paying uh, their like tuition, that is like a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially since like in the replies, I'm seeing a lot of like people responding by claiming that teachers are essential workers and they need to like you know they need to be there they need to be going Mm -hmm. to work and going to schools but like the problem with that is they definitely feel un if they feel uncomfortable going to classes then isn't their teaching going to be hindered you know like the online environment enables the teacher to feel you know safe and like you know Mm -hmm. risk-free because like they're not going to get like they're not going to have a like even a slightly increased chance of getting COVID at school. But like right. if they want to teach in the school environment, they have that option too. So, right. It kind of like gives the teachers the choice. It doesn't force them to go one way or another. Right. And in fact, the, um, the school is, um, as the article states itself, the school is encouraging teachers to come back. Um, but they're still giving right. them the option to not, but they want, they obviously want the teachers to come back. Um, so I don't think the school really like is just trying to make money because then it wouldn't even make an effort. Um, but obviously since like, as for now, spring term is confirmed to be like back on campus for the most part that they did make an effort and it did work out. But yeah, I definitely do still see an outrage factor in the fact that the school didn't tell parents about the change. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, even like the word choice just makes it sound like it sounds super emotional as opposed to like, you know, actively trying to argue a point. Because like like this sentence, the students had a lot of protocols and followed them diligently. Okay, but like we all know like we One thing I didn't understand. I I, I do think that there's no reason for um the things that he's saying to be false. Like there's no reason for him to lie about it. But uh, also, he didn't give any source of where this is coming from. So I was kind of confused about that. Yeah, so I guess another thing that I was thinking about is how he's trying to, like, word it in terms of prospective Phillips Academy students, like, kind of, like, giving them a glimpse of what Andover is like, especially, Mm -hmm. like, since, like, College Confidential is, like, where a lot of, like, families get their information about schools, especially for uh, prep schools, like Andover. Uh So, like... Also, like, wondering, like, what this information, without sources, as you've sa- stated, like, what that could mean for, like, students who were interested in applying to Andover, but, like, now, like, kind of feel, like, disencur- discouraged or just, like, a little more hesitant, especially when it doesn't really put out a convincing story, like, that t- talks about the whole perspective. Like, it's not the perspective of an, of an Andover student themselves. It's a perfect perspective of a parent. Right, and those are special circumstances. So, like, I wouldn't really say that this year embodies the Andover experience either. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I guess it is also good to see all sides of a school, like, whether good or bad. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this article definitely has its value. Um, and I just, uh, I think maybe everyone can just kind of take it um, however they want to because it is an interesting read. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. One particular thing I didn't get though, right, was 
why um obviously some people knew about this already but even if he didn't i personally wasn't that surprised because like if you just think about it right it's like a pandemic and like there's a bunch of international students coming i feel like they Mm -hmm. reasonably a lot of faculty would not want to be on campus and that's like understandable so i feel like especially with like many day students too yeah like, you can't exactly. really, like, monitor it as, as well as you can monitor, like, students who are strictly on campus for the entire time. Yeah. So, I guess... I, I, I get why people are mad about it. And there are definitely good reasons to be, but... There's this paragraph where he's talking about how the decision uh, to not, like, be able to invite students back to campus for spring term has zero to do with science... Like, oh, yeah, I, I don't, like I don't get that. That's not really, like, obviously, like, you have to take into everyone, everyone into account. Obviously, students, like, most of us probably want to go back, especially since, like, with remote learning, it's kind of, like, we lose all motivation. There's real, and, like, there's no, like, classmates, right? You can't talk mm-hmm. to your friends as much. Yeah. And, but, like, for faculty members, what that means is, like, they're going to have to, like, like, you know, they might have increased risk of getting, contracting COVID. And they, I mean, they have families too, right? They want to stay safe. It feels like we're just bashing this article. We're really not. I, I, I do see, I definitely see a flip side. Because, like, the tuition for this school is yeah, pretty high. That's definitely one point. And yeah. also, and also, it's like, Andover prides, uh, takes pride in the fact that they're one of the top schools in the U.S. So It's very like, high, especially when we're only, like, doing remote learning exactly right now. so the fact that they're still uh demanding full tuition minus boarding fees but like um meaning that the tuition for the classes haven't changed even though they've been online and the fact that they didn't give completely transparent um information is definitely like i i do think that the mm-hmm. administ- administration could have definitely handled it much better um yeah given PA's um, supposed status. Exactly. But, yeah. So <laughs> I guess that's where we all leave off our personal opinions and, and analysis. Uh, and analysis, yes. Uh, our opinions are, don't actually uh, matter because we don't know anything, uh, close to nothing about uh, this matter. Um, and therefore, we will leave it up to some very knowledgeable uh, students of the Andover community. And ask them what they think about it. Hello, this is Jason from the future here. Uh, as I'm editing uh, this episode for the podcast, and uh, I just realized that we didn't really have a transition uh, to this next bit here. So basically, what's going to happen next is we're going to play two conversations that we had with two of our fellow peers at Andover, uh, whom we were lucky enough to get interviews with uh, regarding uh, this article. So the first uh, interview you're going to hear. Uh, the interviewee's voice is going to be masked, and that is because um, the person preferred to remain anonymous. Uh, so yeah, um, hope you've enjoyed this episode so far, and on to the interviews. So what are your initial reactions after you read the article? Oh, okay. Um, I guess my initial reaction is, like, I'm surprised. Like, I didn't know that there was such, like, a policy or, like, um, thing like that, so... Um, and yeah, they, I like agree with like what the person is saying, like they really weren't straightforward or clear about it. So, um, yeah, those are my, that was my initial reaction. Got it. And, um, 
uh, to the people who say that the article doesn't really cite any source that uh, of where he's getting the information, and therefore is not really trustworthy. What is your stance on that? Oh, um, well, I mean, there's like obviously that possibility, but uh, I guess it's like really hard to tell. But I feel like you wouldn't really write an entire like paragraph or essay on this if it was like completely based off of something like you made up like i think you would get right, a lot of trouble right. for that probably so i think there must be like some truth behind it even like yeah got it and um now that we are confirmed to return uh to campus for spring term does that change the way that you view the article or not really uh, um, I feel like the point that he's making that they weren't honest is still true because, like, they right. were saying it's based off, of, like, science or COVID, but it actually was based off of that policy, like, they didn't say that. So, um, like, I still agree with what he was, like, saying for the most part, like, that they weren't being truthful. So if what the article is saying is, is completely true, right, that the faculty had a choice to either return to campus or to stay online for the whole year, um... What is uh, your opinion on the faculty members who chose, like, to stay online? Like, obviously, there is the risk factor, so uh, there's a bit of understanding there. Um, but do you think that they should have, um, if they really cared, that they should have returned? Or do you completely understand their choice to stay online? Oh, yes. Um, I feel like, I feel like I understand that, I understand their choice for the most, like, I understand their choice, yeah, I do understand, um, but it's just that, like, the way that Phillips put it, like, they should have been, like, honest that they gave the faculty the option, and I feel like that wouldn't have been as big of an issue, um, so, yeah, that's So, in your opinion, the main issue is not the faculty's choices to either return or remain online, but more of the uh, honesty uh, or, or, I mean, dishonesty in which the administration communicated exactly, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with us. Yeah. Right. It should have been, like, more transparent and, like, exact about why, like, we couldn't come back. Next up, the next interview we have is with Mr. Bobby Hickman from Class of 22. And once again, we are very lucky to have had the opportunity to interview him uh, about this article. And, yeah, hope you guys like it. I guess my thoughts on it is... As someone that's kind of known this for a while, like I've mentioned, like there's even a comment that says they've also known this and they thought it was more public info. Like, can't really take away validity for the concern of faculty. Or like, that's not very elegantly worded, but like the health of your faculty is a very valid concern. Especially in winter when everything was spiking up again. Like you saw like lots more cases like everywhere throughout like, basically all of winter and still now, like the cases are still spiking. Right. So was that like valid concern for not going back? And I know a lot of other schools like here in the New Jersey area, like my girlfriend's school, they weren't doing virtual for, they weren't doing in person for winter. They were all hybrid. Like, it's not like Andover's like alone in this. Although Andover is like in a better position because, you know, everyone's staying in the same place on campus. Like they're not leaving. Right. It's so like, where are they going to get COVID? Except like the day students, I guess. Except day students, yes. But, you know, that issue can be resolved by having your day students be virtual. And then mm-hmm. nobody nobody cares. Like, all right, day students can't come. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. But, you know, everyone else is back. So, but Andover is also kind of at risk because there's a lot of older faculty members. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm sure you know this. You have older teachers. Like, 
So can you really put a lot of your older teachers at risk, or at potential risk, I say, if there is some kind of big COVID outbreak on campus? Like, right. all right, what are you going to do with your big older faculty population? Yeah. Like, I feel like the choice is definitely, like, the most important. Like, you don't want, like, as I think in, like, the comments, someone talked about how, like, they you don't want to like make them share their like medical records or medical history with you. Cause that's like confidential information. So like, if you give them the choice that kind of like allows like people to decide if they're willing to take the risk to go to like class and which like most teachers respectably wouldn't. Right. Like, I feel like, yeah, I know. Like even in fall term, like I think I had one teacher that was teaching on campus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and that was like, I don't, I don't remember who it was. I didn't was. even I, go I to my know. one teacher's classes because they were at eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it was bio. It was like, and there were only like six students oh, in the class. Dr. Too. Hagler's class. Yeah, Dr. Hagler's class. Yeah. He was like the only teacher that I had out of my five was actually doing in person when everyone was on campus. Right. So I think and like, like even then there was only like two or three students. In yeah, like, I think there were like six people in that actual in-person class. Like everybody else was staying virtual. Yeah. It's so like, you know, the issue isn't that bad where, okay, your faculty doesn't want to come back. But also, you know, not a lot of the students do either. Obviously, well, we want to go back, but some of them might not be super comfortable. They can't go back because of travel restrictions and, you know, yeah. stuff along that like line. Like when given the choice, like even when we're on campus, like in the dorm rooms, like when given the choice to go to class or stay remote, I feel like many of us chose remote mainly because you don't have to like walk in the wintry cold. Yeah, it's like, easier to yeah, stay it's remote. A lot easier. Like, like I just wake easier. up at eight o'clock, open my Zoom, <laughs> take take my bio class in my bed. Hopefully, Doctor Hagler yeah. doesn't watch this, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to him. Um, no, but like, yeah, that's exactly true. Like, I woke up at like seven fifty, and I have a math class at eight today. I, I <laughs> exactly. looked I looked terrible. I was eating breakfast during the class, and like I had my camera off while I was taking notes. Yeah. Camera off is such a like, Except it's kind of hard, though, to keep your camera off if everyone else has their camera on. Well, like everybody had – most people had – a lot of people had their camera off because it was like That's 8 a.m. Especially I'm in the sure I wasn't the only person that woke up at like <laughs> 10 minutes before. Like in English class, I feel pressured to have my camera on. Well, in English class and the discussion-based classes, I feel like it's more important to have – those are the classes that really suffer from not being in person. Obviously, they all do, but – you know, your English, that's the ones where, like, you'd obviously much rather be in person for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you so can still have, that, like, like, those kind of discussions and stuff virtually. Mm -hmm. So I guess that what, what that means is, like, when given the choice, even students would choose to, like, go remote. Like, you can't, like, blame faculty members for not wanting to, like, you know, have an increased risk of COVID. But then again, also, like, the question about, like, the school, like, I guess, hiding that information what do you think about that? Or do you think yeah, it's like, like a valid concern? I mean, I feel like you should say this was our plan and we were asking faculty whether or not they wanted to teach on campus and they just didn't have the people that the numbers to do that. Like, I think, I don't think there's a reason to necessarily hide it. Yeah. I mean, I don't people think are going like, to be mad. People won't like, be like, like a super upset though like i guess like they they have to consider the fact that like you know teachers are people too they're not gonna like 
want to teach in like an environment of increased risk. Well, yes, but to say that uh, people wouldn't be mad about it, about the truth is like, oh, this person here would not have made this anonymous post if they weren't mad about it. That's true, yeah. I think a lot of people have the, um, the mentality of it's their job to teach. Mm. And you can have a safe environment on campus with like no COVID. They did it. They did it last term in fall. Yeah. Why can't they do it again in winter and in spring, hopefully? So I think it's it's upsetting that they hit it, but it doesn't really surprise me because health concerns when cases are spiking up all across the U.S. is a valid concern. Right. I'm sure that was something that but like was in this up. case, like it's it's making it seem like it's about like tuition, like a tuition grab. Like I think it said like parents had to commit to, to tuition contracts before they were told. Like about what? Oh yeah, like I I get that. Like yeah, my parents personally were like so upset. They're they're paying full tuition when I'm not even on campus. It's yeah. like what I'm taking like two classes a week for each of my classes, and I'm still still paying the full exactly. thing. I'm not even getting the food or the dorm and the boarding. You know, mm-hmm. so like I think there is definitely that really angle. be that expensive. They I should not think. cost as much. No, yeah. <laughs> they they should not. But that's that's kind of a different topic than I guess what we're. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a subtopic, but. I mean, but I definitely get this anonymous post is like why they're upset mm-hmm. because obviously like they even say like, and as of today, the school cannot confirm if they will be able to invite all students back to campus for spring term. If I don't go back to campus for spring term, I'm going to be pissed, frankly. Like I'm allowed to be mad if I'm not allowed to do boarding school stuff at the boarding school. Like people are yeah. allowed to be upset at that. Like. You know, it's kind of the whole point of the school, especially when, you know, parents are still paying full tuition or some people are like, you know, this is a really big opportunity or especially for like those people that feel like they're not like they don't really want to be in their homes. Like they want to be on campus with their friends. Like maybe all their friends are like abroad or like overseas from them. Like, oh, what the hell are you going to do? Your friends are in like 12 hour different time zones. You never interact with them anymore. Mm-hmm. like people want to be back on campus and it's, it's like how you said earlier where it's like oh students would rather be remote it's not they'd rather be remote it's that they'd rather be able to take their classes on campus without walking to campus if you kind of get what i mean like yeah the big part about boarding school is that you get to like be with everyone right mm-hmm. and the reason like this person's mad is because you know the faculty or the administrative whoever was in charge of giving teachers the choice to come back or not, like they gave effectively all the power of what they can do with their student body to teachers, which to be fair, isn't a bad thing necessarily. Like obviously you want your teachers to be safe, Mm -hmm. but you know, also there's a lot more students than teachers. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like I guess like find a balance between the two. Yeah, like surely there was some way to balance this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, maybe there isn't. Maybe there really isn't. Like, if some of your staff is remote, like some other staff is going to want to be remote and vice versa. You know? Yeah. So like, it's it's kind of hard to like string all that together. Thank you for listening in as we answer the question: Is Andover broken? If you'd like to join our email list or be notified of future episodes, 
Feel free to follow us on our Instagram at lightbulbentertainment. Also, be on the lookout for next week's episode on ghosts and paranormal activity. It will truly be a blast. And also, if you would like to support our endeavors to become a national and powerful organization from our grassroots beginnings, feel free to share this to your friends and family. I mean, we're already technically international because of that Jason is, from China. That, that is true. And then me from the United States. We're already an international then, organization, guys. Yes. We can become a multinational organization with your help. With your help. That means we need you. We need you. And we need your support. Yes. Wait, that just means the same thing. <laughs> we need you. We need your support. Okay, okay, wait. Okay, okay, let's be this done. This is meaningless. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't.